Today on Ag News Daily. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Delaney Howell coming to you solo on today's Ag News Daily podcast. And of course, I want to just to kick off today's podcast, maybe on a little more somber note. Today is, of course, September 11th, 18 years after the 9-11 crashings happened. And I think that we just need to take a moment to appreciate this day and what this means for our country. I mean, we have so many folks that grew up in agriculture, grew up on farms, that feel a passion and a calling to serve in our military and our armed forces. We may have had some rural folks that gave up their lives that day and and so I just want to really remember those people today remember that day and it's just crazy it's been 18 years was talking to some people today that have relations family or whatever that teach in school and said that those kids are starting to not remember that stuff they're starting to teach on the curriculum because a lot of those kids weren't alive when it happened and it's just crazy to think about some of that stuff so those those people are on our are in our thoughts and prayers today those families that were impacted by that but um, I also on another more somber note um, want to bring up some really bad weather that we've had here in the Midwest Sioux Falls South Dakota was hit really really hard last night into early this morning with tornadoes The latest reports that I'd read have said that about 40 buildings were destroyed in the business district of Sioux Falls, including a hospital. I don't know if that hospital had residents in it, had patients in it, but Sioux Falls is suffering some major destruction today in the aftermath of that tornado, as well as just the latest uh, report I read, or I guess it wasn't the latest, I read some this morning, early this morning that said that traffic was grounded going in and out of Sioux Falls. I believe the airport was grounded there and just a lot of destruction in the aftermath of that. So let's keep those people in our thoughts and prayers today as well. But looking through the rest of the news for today, there is quite a bit going on in agriculture that I believe we need to touch on today. For those folks interested in signing up for the new dairy payment program that that window to sign up ends pretty soon it's september 20th that window ends for folks for dairy producers looking to sign up for the new market program not the mpp program the mdc married the margin dairy coverage program that window opens september 20th so do be sure to keep that in mind if you are interested in signing up Another interesting update here for the dairy industry, U.S. dry whey, which is a key component in swine feed, is just one of 16 U.S. commodities that the Chinese Finance Ministry will exclude from tariffs beginning on September 17th, according to an announcement made on Wednesday. This exemption could be the start of a major turnaround for the U.S. dry whey exports to China. And as we've seen before, I believe I reported it last week, 
They are looking at using this dry whey and other dairy products like whey, which are high in protein, as a way to turn around some of their pork herds, getting them populated faster, etc. But we have seen exports of dry whey to China fall pretty drastically since we imposed the first round of tariffs back in 2018. But they said they will keep those exempt and Another possibility for the reason for exempting those besides repopulating their swine herds has been the U.S. Dairy Export Council, led, of course, by CEO and President Tom Vilsack, who said that they have been working hard to continue the relationship, continue the dialogue with China, in hopes of getting some trade negotiations worked out here. So, good news there. And since we're talking about trade going on with China... We had a little bit of news today out of the U.S. and Beijing. U.S. Secretary, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said that China's treatment of U.S. farmers will be the Trump administration's top priority in the coming weeks as they continue to discuss and as they meet here for the latest round of negotiations. He said, quote, I can tell you that's a top that's top of the agenda for conversations we are having this month, he told during a Senate bank banking committee hearing meeting on Tuesday. And of course, this is just in the aftermath here of China reporting last week to purchase a modest amount of U.S. commodities. Of course, there's always a catch. If President Trump eases the restrictions on the blacklisted Chinese tech firm Huawei, and postpones another round of escalating tariffs that are set to begin here in October 1st. So it seems we are maybe at a bit of a stalemate here with China. However, they did offer 16 different agricultural exports not to have tariffs slapped on them here starting in just a week or so by China. So maybe a small token of goodwill, but... Another interesting little tidbit here I have it while we're talking about tariffs and what's going on with China, an, a group that's a, essentially a lobbying arm um, campaigning for ending tariffs and whatnot called Tariffs Hurt the Heartland have said this is the highest tariffs we've seen in the U.S. history and American businesses paid a record $6.8 billion in July. Tariffs paid increased 62% compared to the previous year after tariff rates were 10 to 25%. And American exports are facing the retaliation mark for the 13th straight month of decline in exports. So, in total, American taxpayers have now paid over $30 billion in extra import tariffs from the beginning of the trade war in 2018 through July of this year. And of course, although President Trump says it's the Chinese that are paying for those tariffs, we know that that is not really the case. It comes back to us in the form of paying more money for goods we see at the grocery store, etc. So those tariffs that, that the Chinese are paying aren't realistically um what the Chinese is paying, but more so what the United States has to pay instead. Switching tracks here just a little bit for today, continuing on with looking what's going on in the Trump administration. 
And one of the big hot topics lately has, of course, been the RFS and biofuels issues. Well, several leaders of biofuel companies told the Trump administration at a White House meeting on Wednesday that they need to make up for the ethanol usage that is exempted by future refinery waivers. Officials from the National Economic Council met with representatives of Ag Processing, Renewable Energy Group, Louis-Dreyfus, and other companies. No trade, no trade associations were invited to the meeting. However, officials with several refiners were scheduled to meet at the White House later that day. There are apparently discussions of limiting the number of small refinery exemptions that are issued, but nothing really concrete came out of that meeting other than folks saying that they remain hopeful President Trump will swiftly move to protect farmers and biofuel workers and reverse some of those damages that have been on track here with those small refinery exemption waivers. In other news, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is assuring farmers that a pending trade deal with Japan will put them indeed on a level playing field. He said the Japan deal has not been finalized but gets us back on parity with our other competitors. It's apparently what he told reporters on Tuesday and Perdue also said he thinks it will be essentially an even agreement there will be some sectors left out, but it will get us back on track to have comparable tariffs with other countries. And of course, I think those other countries he's referring to here in this instance are those countries that are part of the CPTPP trade deal, which of course Japan is a part of, that get some good trade deals or get some better trade tariff rates or non-tariff rates with Japan. Specifically coming to mind here is Australian and New Zealand beef heading over to Japan. So not necessarily an update on the timeline there, but sounds like they are moving full speed ahead with getting that um, getting that deal hopefully wrapped up, signed, and done. But that looks like most of the news I had for today. Mike is going to be taking over here in just a moment to share with us today's interview. But before we do that, let's take a quick look at the commodity markets. Looks like red mostly down the screen for today with starting off here in the September corn contract down just a quarter of a cent to close at 348 and a quarter. The December contract losing a penny and a half to close at 360 even. In the soybean pits, the September contract down five and a quarter cent to end at 854 even, while the November down five and a half cents to close at 866 and a half. In the September contract, the Wheat pits gave up seven cents today to close at four seventy seven and a half, while the December contract gave up four and three quarters cents to close at four seventy seven and a half. Looking over into the livestock pits, live cattle and feeder cattle were definitely the winners of today's markets. The October contract gained two thirty five to close at ninety eight fifty, while the December live cattle contract put on two forty to close at one oh three sixty two and a half. In the feeder cattle pits, the September contract up 217 to close at 136.07. The October not quite up three dollars to close at 134.02 and half. The lean hog pits were not spared for today's markets, with the October contract cutting 255 to end at 16. Excuse me, to end at 6017. 
The December cutting 57.5 cents to close at 61.20. With that, I'm going to turn it over here to my co-host, Mike Pearson, to fill us in on who our interview is for today. Well, again, a big thank you there to Mike for taking that over, taking care of that there. I think he is down in Kansas City this today. He and I have both been traveling this week, so it's been a little sporadic on the podcast. But you can always connect with us on social media, where we are mostly answering pretty much on the hour every hour. Either Mike, myself, or our intern Madison, sharing news, sharing content, and sharing pictures. So do check us out at Ag News Daily on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. With that, everybody, that ends today's podcast. We'll see you back here tomorrow.